Hello and welcome to A Journey of Clarity, a personal exploration of getting in tune with yourself and in tune with others with your host, Dr. Nathaniel Costilla. This is a journey of emotional and spiritual awareness, of discovery what life truly means, and a clear shift from an ego-driven world to a meaning-driven world. I believe we can become more in tune with our thoughts, our emotions and our spirituality. And as we do that, we will make better decisions, have deeper connections, more fulfillment and even more joy. This is a bit of clarity. Well, good day. Uh, Nathaniel here with another episode of A Bit of Clarity. Today, I want to go deep into something that is very important to us something that we must have every single day, something that will keep us uh, getting up in the morning and keep us going during the day, something that you and I reflect on and think about most of the time. And uh, look, if you get this today, your days will change forever from now on. My goal is to enable a shift to take place in your life from this moment onwards. In fact, from any and every teaching that I bring, I want you to shift something in your life, something that will take you to a higher ground. I want you to become better at what you do. I want you to aim higher, and I want you to engage with this content on a personal basis. So make sure that every time you hear me speak, whether it's on a podcast, or you hear me, or you see me uh, on a videocast on YouTube, Make sure that there has to be one application at least that will change something inside of you that will bring one major shift in your life because that shift will change everything else and will help everything else align in your life. So have that in the back of your mind every time you hear me speak or every time you see a content being brought to you. But not just from me, but from other speakers out there and other TED Talks that you watch or other podcasts that you listen to. Just make sure there is something that you always take away and apply it in your life because this is very important. The topic for today is motivation, motivation. So what is motivation? There are so many definitions out there about motivation and I even jotted something in our notes. If you haven't realized until now, we have notes, we have show notes and they are available in the links of our show, both on YouTube and on the podcast platforms that we um, make this available. Also on our website at eq.org.au, eq.org.au. Just go to podcasts, a bit of clarity, and you will find the show notes in there. You can download them. They're on one pager. Very easy for, for you to follow through. So in there today, we're obviously developing an understanding of motivation. And motivation, simply put, I like to simplify things because there are very many complex definitions out there but this is a very simple definition. Motivation is wanting, wanting. It is a desire. If it's something that you want, that will motivate you to get it. So it is a desire that you have. So what determines then what we want? So if motivation is wanting, what determines that motivation? What determines what we want? And this is a good question to ask. Why do you want that? Thing that you want. What is the driving force behind that desire? Uh, a lot of the times we don't actually think about it or we find excuses or we find reasons 
that are maybe egocentric or they are suitable for us in that moment, but we don't always get real with ourselves in the situation. It is very important for us to discover the motivation behind the attitude or behind the desire or behind the want. In fact, it is the motivation behind the motivation, if you get what I'm saying here. It is widely accepted that our wanting can be either a trait, which is a recurring or pattern, something that we want to do all the time, so that we don't even realize that, let's say, I want a cup of coffee. Uh, that motivates me to go out there and get up and go and do it because it's something that I've always wanted and because I like coffee, you know, it's a recurring pattern. Or it can also be a state, a desire dependent on a particular situation. I am motivated to do something for my baby when the baby cries. It's a state, you know, and I've got to do something about it. So that motivates me. Or if I'm feeling really happy, I'm motivated to do something more. Uh, I'm, I'm in a good mood, so I'm motivated to make that phone call. Or um, I woke up early and I'm motivated, I feel well, I'm, I'm, I'm fully awake, I'm fully alert, and I'm ready to learn something today because of a state, okay? The latest research in the field of motivation has identified four different drivers which may influence what we desire four powerful drivers that work behind our motivation, four drivers that uh, uh, trigger us or drive us, not just trigger us, but go further. They drive us to carry on and remain motivated along the path. The first one there is the sensual, the sensual, uh, where, where uh, you know, uh, we engage our senses uh, to be motivated to do something. And uh, we have a passion, we have lusts, we have all sorts of things that trigger our motivation to move in that sense. There are also desires, desires that really uh, are inside of us. Uh, let's say, uh, if we are hungry, that desire, it is a sensual desire. And we feel motivated to do something about it because we have that desire in us. Uh, if we are thirsty, the same thing. If we need intimacy, again, that will be triggered in us and that motivates us to get us going into that direction. Then we have a, a material need or material driver that works in us to motivate us. Uh, for example, if we want to earn more money or to achieve uh, something in our career, we are motivated by that uh, desire to get up and work at it, to invest, to pour our life into it, to get up in the morning, even if we don't feel like it, and make that phone call and make that drive and uh, get working and save that money uh, or, you know, fix that problem or uh, engage in that uh, space, whatever it may be. We do that because there's a material motivation behind it. There is this material, tangible stimulation behind it. So that gets us triggered and gets us going into that direction because there are material benefits. Another trigger or another driver in our motivation is the emotional uh, bank of ours. Uh, we are motivated by things that affect our emotions. Uh, this can work, you know, with negative emotions 
and with positive emotions. If we have a painful emotion or an emotion that hurts us, that motivates us to do something about it. So let's say if I feel hurt by somebody, that emotional state will motivate me to do something about that. Either I speak to somebody about it, or maybe I speak to that person about it because I felt hurt by it, or maybe I just choose to forgive that person. But I am motivated to forgive that person because of the hurt, of the emotional hurt. If, on the other hand, I'm, I'm feeling really happy and I'm joyful and I feel like, you know, I can run 20 kilometers today because I feel really well, that emotional state, that emotional hype is working inside of me to motivate me to carry on or to, you know, to be full of gratitude. Because I feel full of gratitude, that emotion of gratitude enables me to call somebody and just be nice to them and listen to them and lift their spirit up because of that emotional state that I am experiencing. So these drivers that work behind us are very important. And when we acknowledge these and when we see these and we have an aware of the, uh, awareness of these, then we can channel these in the direction that we want them to go. And the last one there is a spiritual driver. Now again, most of us have a spiritual awareness and we engage with our spiritual life, with the divinity. For me as a Christian, you know, uh, spirituality is very important for me. So it is a major driver of my morality. It is a major driver of my ethic. It is a major driver of my love for other people. It is a major driver even for this because I know that I bring spiritual uh, intelligence and awareness to people. So having that spiritual uh, driver inside of me is healthy for me because I can channel that into motivation to help me and motivate me to help others in need, to bring sound teaching, and to care for those people that are around me, which is very, very good. So look at these four drivers for you and ask yourself this question. Where does this work in my life? Where does the sensual work in my life? Where does the material, uh, where does the emotional and the spiritual work in my life as a driver for my motivation? Have this awareness in you because when you have this awareness, then you can pour that uh, energy into that uh, driver to, to, to carry yourself and to enable yourself to be motivated and to sustain yourself with a level of motivation to see the task through. Now, uh, motivation can come in two forms. <clears throat> and this is, we're going a little bit deep here, but you're going to love this because this will make sense and I'll try and be as clear as possible because this is a bit of clarity. And if I can make this very clear to you, you will run with this. And hopefully this will be one of those shifts in your life that you will just assimilate really well and run with it, accept it and shift something amazing in your life. Now, you've probably heard of these terms and to some of you, these are very familiar. To some of you, these are new terms or you've heard of them, but haven't really got to go deep in them. Uh, this is, I'll simplify it, and I just hope that it lands really well with you. So when it comes to motivation, motivation comes in two major ways. Intrinsic motivation, intrinsic from the interior, intrinsic within us, and extrinsic, extrinsic motivation, which is from the outside. It is an outside 
influencer or motivator in our life. Intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Now, the intrinsic motivation in our notes there, um, this, this intrinsic motivation refers to doing an activity for its inherent satisfactions rather than for some separable consequences. An individual is intrinsically motivated to do something when she or he likes what they are doing. So when a person loves their, what they are doing, for example, an artist, they love to paint. They are painting for the pure pleasure of painting. They, they're not motivated by anything else by, but, but by the love of painting. So they do that because they like what they're doing. They are motivated internally and passionate about what they're doing, and this is an intrinsic motivation. Somebody can do sport for the love of the sport, for the love of just being out there and enjoying nature and breathing that cold air in the morning, or, you know, just for the experience of itself, not so much for any other benefit or side benefit that they get from that, but just for that love of sport, for the love of being in nature, for the love of, uh, you know, feeling alive while doing the sport. This is intrinsic motivation, and this is a very, very healthy motivation to have. If you can tap into this intrinsic motivation, you are able to learn to love almost everything that you do, and then apply this intrinsic motivation, because then you will not need any props or any other influences in your life Everything is within you and you're applying this amazing, amazing power that is available in you. Extrinsic motivation, on the other hand, is a construct that pertains whenever an activity is done in order to attain some separable outcome. The person is motivated by an external factor or separate desire. Coming back to the painter, you know, to the artist. So somebody that is a natural artist will paint for the love of painting. Others will paint for the business benefits of painting. They are extrinsically motivated in the sense they say, I'm going to paint this and I'm going to sell it and I will get that much money for it. And that is the motivator for me. The motivator for me is the fact that somebody will pay money for this. Uh, another extrinsic motivation could be the fact that they want to become popular or they want to have, uh, be part of a gallery or, or a show. So they will do that painting for that purpose to appeal to the public. It's not about their love of painting, even though they may be or may not be, but it's an extrinsic motivation. I want to show the world what I can do, or I want to earn money out of this, or I want to make it for that day, and I pour my energy into this for that external motivation. So it's not about because I enjoy this and I do this for the love of it, it is for the external benefits or other benefits or, you know, many, many other benefits, but not necessarily my own personal love for that task. When it comes to sport, for example, we were talking about sport just a few moments ago. You know, somebody can uh, uh, enjoy sport with intrinsic motivation and be out there and enjoy it just for the love of it uh, and run or let's say cycle just for the fact that, you know, they can feel the cold air on their face, they can uh, be in tune with themselves, they can breathe deep and, uh, you know, just, just love the experience of running or cycling. 
Somebody else may do running or cycling for other benefits. They are extrinsically motivated. They are, some of these benefits could be that they lose weight. That's an extrinsic motivation. That's not an intrinsic motivation. That is an external benefit. Yes, the person who is intrinsically motivated will also benefit from losing weight, but that's not the primary driver. The primary driver for them is the love of doing that sport. But for the second person who is extrinsically motivated, the, the driver is to lose weight. So it may be a little bit of a drag for them, but they'll get up in the morning and they'll start jogging because they want to lose that weight. That is the benefit that they're looking for. It's an extrinsic motivation. Uh, another side uh, motivation for that could be the fact that they want to become fitter so they can run into a race, for example. So to develop that fitness, again, it's an extrinsic motivation so they can enjoy the, the race or win the race or, you know, it's preparation for something else. It is not the love for the sport itself, but it is a side benefit, uh, which is extrinsic motivation. So I just hope this makes sense to you. For example, I'll give you an example, a personal example, because this will probably land a lot better. So a few years ago, I decided to drop to work. I was working for a not-for-profit organization, quite a large organization. And uh, the office, my office, was about 10 kilo kilometers away from my house. Now, that's quite some distance. It, it, <laughs> you know, 10 kilometers is not that close. And I thought, you know, I, I really want to try and jog to work. Now, my fitness level wasn't fantastic, but I thought to myself, you know, I'll, I'll just go for it, right? So I left home and uh, I had a mini backpack with some water in there and the uh, little bits of pieces that I needed for the day. And uh, I started running, jogging. And uh, I was hoping that every traffic light would be red because, um, you know, it gave me an opportunity to rest. Uh, and then uh, the, a hill, the first hill came about a kilometer and a half, two kilometers from my house. It was, it was, there's a quite steep hill that I would have to run on and climb on. And I thought to myself, now this is too hard, I don't have the fitness. So I uh, didn't quite run, I mainly walked up that hill because my physical condition wasn't that great. Then, uh, you know, at every turn, at every opportunity, you know, I uh, looked for possibilities of resting or catching my breath. Eventually I made it to work in about an hour and 20 minutes. I don't recall exactly the minutes, but I know it took me about an hour and 20 minutes, which by some people's standards is pretty good, but really it's not that fantastic. You know, it shouldn't take an hour and 20 minutes to run 10 kilometers, it should take less than an hour. Nevertheless, I did get there, but it was difficult. It was a push, it was, it was a drag. The motivation was extrinsic, it wasn't intrinsic. It was extrinsic, it was an outward, or out, outside influence on me, I wanted, one, to, to get uh, better fitness. I wanted to see if I can do it. Uh, I wanted to, to lose a bit of weight. So all those coupled together, all of those extrinsic motivations, uh, dr drove me to, to run to work in an hour and 20 minutes. A few days later, I thought, you know, I've got to do this again because if I want to continue and improve my uh, condition, my physical condition, my fitness, I have to do this more than just once. And then I remember and I thought, hang on, Nathaniel, you are teaching intrinsic motivation and you're not applying it in your life. So why don't you apply this intrinsic motivation to your jogging? 
So then I thought, okay, what I have to do now is not think about any external or you know, other benefits that come from this result, but purely think of how good jogging is for me and enjoy the actual run and begin to like the run and even love that run. So what it would be like for me to run loving running, loving the experience, loving the, the freshness of the air, loving the, you know, what I see along the path and just enjoying the experience. And even if it's difficult and even if it's out of breath, to say to myself, this is working, <laughs> you know, I love this because this is working. Rather than saying, oh, this is such a drag and I need a rest, I say, okay, this is pressing a little bit on my, on my uh, fitness, that means this is working, let's keep going. So I geared up with all the love that I could and the likeness that I could, and I channeled uh, my driver into the intrinsic motivation. So I ran with intrinsic motivation. A few days before, I ran with extrinsic motivation with the second benefits and other benefits external to the run, but this time it was going to come from within me, a desire to run out of the love of running. So I began the run. Now this time, I wasn't worried about the traffic lights, I wasn't worried about the hill, I just kept running and running and running the 10 kilometers without stopping loving every moment of it, loving taking the, uh, you know, the, uh, the breathing in, loving trying to hear the birds, the, the sun, you know, see the sun, feel the cool, feel the freshness, and just enjoying the experience and just balming and enjoying the beautiful ability to run, the gratitude that I have, that I can run, that I can do this, that I get to do this. And, you know, I ended up at the office, and when I looked at the time, it only took just over an hour. I think it was an hour and five minutes or something, but I don't remember exactly the time. But what I know is that it took 15 minutes less time to run with intrinsic motivation than it did with extrinsic motivation. So when the attitude was to, to better myself for the whole benefit of running and like the running and love the running, it changed my performance to that task. So rather than taking me an hour and 15 and 20 minutes, it only took me just over an hour, cutting a big proportion of that time, but 15 minutes, which is just amazing. That is just shifting something inside of me and saying, I love running, I love this process, and it's not just about the outcome, but it is more about the enjoyment of running. Imagine if we could channel this intrinsic motivation in, in, in our lives. Imagine if we shift from extrinsic motivation and things that are outside us to motivate us and begin to love what we do and do what we love and then do it really well with intrinsic motivation. If you get this, things will change majorly in your life. So just make sure that you make sense of intrinsic and extrinsic motivation and then ask yourself, what must I love to do? How can I change by being, uh, you know, driven by an internal, authentic, loving, immersed in gratitude attitude that I can do the tasks that I need to every single day? If you're able to do that, there's a major shift coming your way. Motivation matters, I wrote there in the next little section.
Motivational state affects performance. So depending on how motivated you are, that's how you will perform. You know, sometimes when we just don't want to do anything or you sit there and you, rather than having, doing what you have to do, you just either browse through, I don't know, the net, YouTube videos, social media, etc. And you know that this procrastination doesn't help you. Imagine if you're able to channel your motivation in an intrinsic way to be able to do those things that are important to you. Your performance will skyrocket immediately. And I've given you a hat here as well. The will to attain mastery is more efficient for performance than an actual performance goal. So rather than saying, you know, I want to run 10 kilometers in an hour and having that goal set up for you and that being that motivation for you, by the way, that's extrinsic because that is driven by that goal. Why don't you say to yourself, I want to be the best in my ability, in my, in, in, my, uh, in my body, in my fitness, to run the 10 kilometers in my best ability. Basically to run it, loving it, and it's not about the time anymore, it's about the experience, it's about the mastery, it's about the ability to manage myself while I run, it's about, it's about doing the very best that I can in that day, in that moment. And time is irrelevant. And if you talk about mastery, and if the mastery is the driver behind you, you will see that your performance with time is much greater than just setting up a goal. So goals are great, but mastery is better. So becoming the very best at what you do in your own abilities, it is much better than just attaining a goal. So yes, goals are important, but you can go one level further and that is becoming an expert or becoming a master at what you do. And that's what you should aim for. And intrinsic motivation will help you get there. Now some application. We always need to land this somewhere. Think about in your life and identify an area where you can shift from extrinsic motivation, motivated by outside influences, to intrinsic motivation. Think of something in your life where you want to shift from being motivated by other factors and being motivated by your own personal intrinsic love uh, motivation. What do you need to love to do? What are you doing right now that is motivated by other factors and you need to love doing and being motivated by the pure joy of doing that task? What must you love doing? What are you doing at the moment that you don't enjoy doing and you have to learn to do? So either get rid of that and don't do it, but if you have to do it, you might as well love to do it. So, you know, I don't know. It could be anything. For example, uh, in, in, my, in, in my business, uh, you know, I didn't always like to do accounting, but I had to learn to do accounting because it's part of the business. I have to, you know, create invoices. I've got to send invoices. I've got to get the money. Otherwise, you can't run a business. So I learned to love. I had to pour my love energy, my love ability into that task to love doing accounting for the purposes initially was extrinsic motivation because I had to do it. But then just for the love of understanding accounting, love of, of, uh, of making sense of it, love of becoming good at it. And before I knew it, I began to understand the software. I began to understand cash flow. I began to understand so much more because I just immersed myself into that task 
and I learned accounting for the simple sheer pleasure of learning accounting. Not just for external benefits, even though those were the initial motivators, the initial drivers, now I'm doing it just for the love of it. And sometimes I still play between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, but once I get going, it becomes intrinsic. So imagine if we are able to channel that driver from extrinsic to intrinsic motivation, and imagine if you can do that with the tasks in your life. Now, I want you to identify an area where you can apply this, where you need to shift from extrinsic to intrinsic, where you're doing something as a, you know, as a chore and you need to love what you're doing and just begin to love that task. And then you will see that the performance will increase dramatically. And most of all, you will be motivated to do that task much better. So tap into intrinsic motivation, go for it. And if you're able to love everything that you do in your life, you will see the results will be much greater and you'll have more fun, you'll have more enjoyment, you'll, you'll actually enjoy the present moment and just run with it. Your life won't be uh, pressed, your life won't be, uh, you know, like, you know, can't wait for five o'clock or can't wait for three o'clock or I can't wait for the weekend. Your life will be enjoyable every day because you apply intrinsic motivation. I really hope this has landed with you and you're able to make these shifts in your life and you're able to channel your motivation in the right direction with intrinsic motivation. If you love this content, please do share it, distribute it, and make sure that others get to hear it or listen to it and, or see it. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, rate this on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, write us some feedback, and uh, just spread the good news because this is available freely and you can enjoy this content anytime. Do download the show notes, write us a line, give us some feedback, give us some star rating, hopefully five stars, and just enjoy this content. And we'll see you again soon. This is Nathaniel. I'm Dr. Nathaniel Costia, and I thank you so much for joining me on this journey of clarity through emotional and spiritual awareness. If you feel blessed by this presentation, please subscribe, rate, comment, and share it wherever you're enjoying it. And until next time, this was a bit of clarity.